Welcome to Make Possible Bite Size, a weekly podcast brought to you by Permutive, championing change in publishing, advertising and beyond. Each episode, we chat to an inspiring guest about their careers, their lives and how they're making change possible. Let's bite right in. Hey everyone, and thank you so much for joining the final episode in the series dedicated to Mental Health Awareness Month. If this is your first time joining us, uh, the aim for this series is to show everyone out there that someone like you is going through something similar and that perhaps we could learn from each other on how to remain resilient. In the last few weeks, we spoke to friends in the media and healthcare industries. They outlined experiences that we could all relate to no matter what you did for work or what part of the world you lived in. As long as you were living on this earth during the pandemic, uh, it had, effects on how you conduct your daily life. Uh, Last week, uh, or two weeks ago rather, we spoke to um, colleagues that had initiatives that were started in response uh, to the pandemic to solve for challenges. How do we empower the BIPOC and LGBTQIA plus communities? How do we help small businesses get back on their feet? This week, we're bringing the conversation full circle to the blog post that introduced the series, likening the pandemic to experiencing a combat deployment. I'd like to thank Permitted for making this possible and BIOP for creating the conversational platform to shed light on this topic. In the description, we provided a few resources on mental health. Please have a look and share them with your loved ones. For today's discussion and the final episode in the series, you get to meet a few of the Marines and friends I've served with, Adrian, Kyle, and Steven, who are also part of my last combat deployment to Afghanistan. Since then, we went our separate ways, yet we have stayed in touch through the last couple of years they have uh they are some of my great friends and one of my motivations in life is giving the veteran community a platform to humanize their voices as we've either been put on a pedestal or castigated for being affiliated with uniformed service at the end of the day we're just like you gentlemen please introduce yourselves what's going on everybody so those for that don't know me i'm adrian uh i served with everybody else that you see on this podcast today or here on this podcast today um, I was a sergeant in 225 for that last combat deployment. Uh, currently, I am a, a business student over at WP Carey at Arizona State University. Uh, looking forward to graduate here in the next few months. Uh, but what's going on, everyone? Uh, excited to get be a part of this and get this conversation going. How are you doing, everyone? My name is Kyle Ragland. I uh, just finished my in the Marine Corps. Germ, well, excuse me, Adrian and Don. Don was my platoon sergeant and Adrian was my squad leader in Afghanistan. Worked for the Utah Department of Corrections here in Utah. I got out on Marine Corps as a sergeant and currently just living my best life with my wife and two dogs. All right. My name is Steven. I'm a full-time student in Arizona State University, working towards my uh, bachelor's in political science. I currently work for a Boeing company as a security clearance specialist. I'm basically the guy behind the scenes assisting future employees and current employees uh, maintain their clearance. Um, Yeah, and currently right now I'm in um, MCRD San Diego for a mobilization. That's what's up. you, you, you don't have to be shy. Like uh, you, you should, you could also tell the world that you made Dean's list as well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. yeah, I didn't make Dean's list. I, I was you, 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 you could also like, tell wow. the world. <laughs> no, man, like that, that's amazing. All right, so thank you so much for uh, introducing yourself, guys. Uh, let's get this conversation started. 
Uh, let's let, let's start with Adrian. Um, when we got back from Afghanistan, it's not just you, but like a bunch of you guys just ended up just leaving New Jersey and going your separate ways. Uh, you know, you ended up in Arizona. Um, you know, like how was that transition coming back from a combat deployment pre-pandemic? And then how has like mental health been this last year, your experiences at school in a pandemic setting? Yeah, absolutely. So like you mentioned, Don, uh, when we got back, I was actually on a plane heading to Arizona less than two weeks later, right? Uh, so we got back, I walked into my job maybe the next day and let them know that I was moving to Arizona at the end of the week and if they could kind of, you know, work a transfer over for me. Uh, and I was lucky enough that they did, um, but it, it was definitely an experience, you know, that was pre-pandemic. Um, so it was cool, you know, it, it, everything was new. Um, I wanted to get away from the old scene, and especially when I first got home, I couldn't have think of a, I couldn't have thought of a better time to do it. Um, so me and my girlfriend packed our things. We came to Arizona. We've never been here, um, but we love it. Now that being said, um, Arizona State University is awesome. I love it. It's a fun place to be. Great school to go to. Um, once the pandemic hit, everything started closing down. You know, schools, uh, classes weren't in person. Everything started going online. When that happened, uh, things did start to feel a little bit different. You know, you weren't seeing people every single day. Uh, there weren't the smiling faces that you were used to seeing every day and started getting stuck home, which at first was phenomenal. You know, didn't have to go to class, didn't have to go to school, just living the life. Uh, but eventually, you know, it, it did get boring. Um, and in school purposes, for, for, for sure, you weren't able to grasp the same type of information that you could grasp in person, you know? So your, your education uh, just wasn't up to par and it's no one's fault, uh, especially the professors who have been teaching maybe the last 10, 15 years, you know, Zoom University to them is, is like me trying to learn a new language. Um, so it, it was difficult on both parts. Uh, many students decided not to go to school during Zoom University uh, semesters is what it is. Um, I didn't want to take that choice. You know, I only had so much time with GI Bill left. I uh, wanted to go ahead and get that done uh, and look forward to graduation. But yeah, it's definitely been a ride. Um, Pre-pandemic, it was amazing. You know, post-pandemic, it's starting to pick up, pick back up again. I know the school's opening back up for fall, so classes will be uh, completely in person in the fall. Uh, I should be done by then, so I, I won't be enjoying it. But yeah, it, it was a time for sure. So Kyle, like uh, with with your experience um, from, you know, like transitioning from um, New Jersey all the way to the Midwest and uh, Utah, um, how has your experience been uh, during the pandemic? I pretty much deboed the pandemic. Um, I put manpower because I, when I was coming to Utah, I was just transitioning constantly, so I didn't really have time to school was going on because I moved my wife and I traveled legit from New Jersey all the way to Utah we drove through like multiple states and when I got here I was pretty much finishing my hiring process for UDC and then I was starting the Academy and then when I started the Academy it was like okay I need someone in military experience you're gonna be class president so you're gonna be accountable for everyone in the room so I didn't have any time to really just take in what was going on until I would go into Walmart or any kind of store and saw people wearing masks. And I'm like, oh, that's right. It's COVID-19. Um, so for me, I just, me at all because I was just so busy with life and just trying to grasp a new community and new people and new culture. It's just, I just have time, but COVID only affected me the way it affected other people. 
but it didn't affect me directly because I was just hustling and bustling for the past year, almost year and a half. Got it. Um, how how was it for you, uh, Stephen? Like, uh, since you, like you know you're in a similar environment as uh, Adrian, uh, being a student for uh, Arizona State University. How did um, you know, like how how did the uh, I guess lack of uh, human in person connection uh, go with you? Well, like Adrian said, it was it was definitely different. Um, going from you know I, I used to go to most of the events at school so when that stopped we couldn't do that it was only limited contact and then whenever you would go to arizona state university you would have to like do a, a self-quarantine and let them know that you were coming but yeah other than that i i feel like i was i was amongst one of the fortunate ones because i feel when the pandemic started that's when I transitioned to Boeing company. And even though it was a bit different, like there weren't that many um, Boeing employees at the time, I was, I was definitely happy to get that opportunity, you know, but very limited. Like I said, we work in cubicles. So the, the interaction between colleagues is not that much. So it, it's not that bad. You know, you know what's crazy is that um, I think it was the week when the world legitimately started to lock down. You know, the world locks down when um, you know they cancel the NCAA tournament, and like um, you know, like we we didn't know if it was like a, a couple weeks. We didn't know if it was going to be like thirty days. But I always think about like how the universe brought us together, and we actually got to see each other the week during lockdown. Oh, yeah. you know, like I'm all the way based out of New York City. And I got to see you guys in Tempe, um, and it was it was really interesting to see a very like vibrant community of Arizona State University not be so vibrant when we uh, went to go grab a drink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and then one of the um, things that's super interesting now is that um, you know in New York City, um, you know like around here, things are starting to open up a bit um, just because of like, you know, the vaccination rates and whatnot. And I wonder, um, you know, what it's going to be like once the rest of the world starts opening up with, um, you know, like, are people going to be like socially awkward, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and I think well, we'll move to the second question, which we could definitely like elaborate on is, um, so we'll go back to Kyle. Um, you know, like I said, you moved all the way from the East Coast, different environment with your wife, recently, uh, you know, getting married, um, you know, like aside from being busy um, and let's take the pandemic out of it. Right. Like, what do you do mental health wise to stay uh, resilient? Like, to, like, you know, like so I think part of the things that we talk about is just that, you know, like, um. With, with, with all of us, it's just like, you know, like finding that purpose, uh, what happens when you don't have purpose, times of like, things are quiet. So like, what, what Kyle, what do you do to just uh, stay on the ball, mental health-wise? Well, a lot of praying, tons of praying, a lot of uh, spiritual intervention um, to get myself through things and humble myself a lot of the times. Specifically, I've done to better myself and 
find put better time into things a lot of reading i read before when i was in jersey i never had time to do anything because you know we're from a very fast-paced all of us from a very fast-paced environment even if growing up in a little small town in new jersey still it's just so when you live in that environment you feel as though you don't have time to do anything come to utah where it's everything's just so much slower i feel like i just had time to just read and process so i think for me what i did to fill my time and better myself was a lot of reading a lot of praying and even i started and because when I came back home from Afghanistan, I felt as though I didn't give myself time to just think about what I did and what I would process what we did there. So, can I, my thoughts out there and speak to someone of a different perspective and who can help me process that too. So that's what I did to kind of find better time. Super cool. Steven and Adrian, like a uh, same question, um, you know, like, like, even in a pandemic scenario, outside of pandemic scenario, what, like what, what, what type of techniques do you do to, you know, like work on your mental health? Absolutely. So for me, at least, I try to get out as much as possible recently, you know, um, just seeing another face, hearing another voice. And like you had mentioned or brought up a little bit earlier was, you know, the social awkwardness uh, of it. And after this pandemic is over, you know, what's that effect going to be like on those who maybe spent these this past year um, – and some change, maybe they were in, 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 a, in a phase in their life where being at school or being in person is, you know, that, those building blocks of who they're going to become, um, especially the people in college as well who are, I mean, these, are, these should be some of the best years of your life, but now you're spending these classes um, behind a camera, you're not having that interaction with somebody, you're not building those connections, which, you know, universities are, are for, is for the networking of it. You know, um, everybody goes for the education, but if you're smart, you go for the networking as well, right? Um, so you are missing that out. So I, I do think that's very interesting with the social awkwardness part. I am, I am you know, interested to see how that's going to play out and, and not just within this next year, but when the kids who are school age went through this time, you know, what, what they're going to be like in five years and 10 years and how this year has had a serious effect on, on their building blocks in life. Um, but for me, just trying to get out more, trying to get outside, uh, get some fresh air. You know, when the, first, when the pandemic first hit, it was so easy to just catch yourself being inside all day. Um, because I wasn't going to work, wasn't going to school. The gym got shut down for X amount of weeks, you know. So what else do I have to do other than not have to do anything? And, and which was enjoyable at first. Everybody wants a break. Um, but when the break is for too long, you know, when, when your job gives you a four-hour work break, you know, like it's opposed to a one-hour lunch break, you know, productivity level just starts to go down. Um, so for me, getting out more, um, like Raglan mentioned, I tried reading a little bit more. You know, I, I didn't do too great, but I tried reading a little bit more. <laughs> um, Going to the gym, I personally like to work out with no headphones. To me, it just gives me that uh, ability to kind of be in my own head and reflect on the past year, reflect on the X amount of past years of my life. Um, and like Raglan said, you know, coming back after, I didn't seek any um, counseling or anything like that. So to me, especially, it's very important to be uh, constantly giving myself some, some affirmations and some positive notes in my head. Um, and I find that when I'm at the gym, working with myself, nobody else around me. Um, that's, that's the best time to do it. So that's what, that's what's worked for me. Super cool. Steven, you got a, anything to add to that? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, like, like you guys, I've been, I've been adding to my collection of eBooks. So currently I have about a thousand books, you know, but who's bragging? Uh, I've been also <laughs> working hard at school, you know, and, um, I feel like thanks to my girlfriend, she's been helping me out, like um, meditating, 
and journaling. So I've been doing that. And and lastly, um, thanks to Crystal, you know, I I love cats now. So <laughs> I I adopted I ended up adopting two cats while while the pandemic was happening. And yeah, they they definitely have kept me entertained, Giovanni and Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Like, uh, so if uh, anyone uh, who doesn't know our backstory, uh, when when we were in Afghanistan, uh, we, we we ran into a uh, uh, a newborn kitten named, and we named her Crystal. Uh, long story short, we we ended up saving her, and she she lives with me right now. Uh, she's actually sleeping right there. <laughs> That's like our our our, our platoon mascot. Yeah. So one one of the things that I keep reiterating, and it's probably like really old for people who talk to to me, like uh, particularly like how I I like liken the pandemic to combat deployment, right? Um, I, I I I I tell them that like hey like you know like at, at least for Marines we we are overseas six seven eight months, um, we have to put our Kevlar our flak jacket on, PPE. The the world knows PPE is a mask. Reason why we put our PPE on is because we don't know the threat outside of the space we're living, right? So that's why we do that. Do that for eight months and do that isolated, away from your family, uh, away from like the bars. You know, we're not we're not drinking overseas, I don't think, right? <laughs> like, um, and and then come back to like for us, we came back to North Carolina, and what did we do with North Carolina? Like, I mean, like. I don't, I, I can't speak for you guys, but you know, like I, I definitely drank a little bit too much and I, I enjoyed myself. Like, you know, I overindulged myself in like the surrounding towns around uh, the base where we landed in. Um, so like likening it to a combat deployment, like that's exactly what's going to happen in this world is that they were wearing PPE and isolated for X amount of months. And um, you know, the rollout, with all of this, like, do you, do you guys foresee that the things that we saw when we got back home, do you think the world will be on their better behavior or do you think it's going to be a similar effect to when we got back from a combat deployment and definitely speak freely? <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I can definitely see some similarities, um, especially with, uh, you know, like when we come back from a deployment and you have very little time to kind of, I mean, the transition period, it, it sucks, you know, to, to be fairly honest. You know, the transition really does suck. Um, you come back, you may have a, a few weeks here and there, but then you get kind of kicked right back into the real world. Like, you know, go ahead. And, and you don't really have the specific amount of time that each individual may need to, to truly decompress, right? Um, so all that built-up anxiety, all those built-up feelings that even the individuals who are dealing with this pandemic have this last year – they haven't really been able to express that anywhere else, maybe other than online, you know, um, because they've been staying inside, they've been socially distancing, they haven't had that personal connection. Um, and what they're missing out on in that part, and I know many of us love to talk about this, but it, it's, a, it's a very important factor in our lives, is the tribe mentality, right? So when you live in close quarters with people, and whether it be your family, or maybe you're, you're so used to seeing your, your coworkers every single day at work, or your close friends on the way to work, um, and in our case, in the military, when you live with, with somebody for X amount of months, X amount of years, whatever the case may be on a deployment, you build a bond that, that it's indescribable, right? And, and people, you know, human beings, we need others. Um, we strive off a of tribe mentality. You know, when you look past back in history, everything uh, or every successful 
group of people had a tribe with them, right? You, they always say you're always as, as powerful as the community behind you. And, and to me, that's a tribe. Now, pause. All right, no, no, like, so what I was trying to get you guys to do there, because um, I remember last week's conversation, uh, Adrian, when you brought up um, the suicide factor. That's what I was trying to leeway. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, all good. Like, no, so you, you were... You were picking up what I was dropping. Yep. So that, yeah. that, that's amazing. So uh, another thing with Kyle, Kyle Steven is just like um, one thing that where we want to go to is like to highlight like, you know, like that. That's why I bring up similarities between uh, like a deployment and like the pandemic right now is so we can shed light on the mental uh, health issues that we went to as, as a community. Right. So another thing to keep in the back of your mind that uh, bring up is um, also um, how it was like looked down upon back in the day before the GWAT to talk about your mental health issues, right? Like we also talked about last week how, you know, it was like, it's not manly, it was not warrior-like to be like, yo, like I I'm, I'm kind of like messed up, do you know what I mean? So uh, when you, you, you get to go back? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to pick up right where I dropped off. Okay, ready? Five, four, three, Two, one. And now the interesting is the interesting thing is that when we talk about what people are going to be like when they come out of this pandemic and they finally start, uh, you know, seeing individuals around, it it makes me think of when people come back from a combat deployment, or actually not even from a combat deployment, right? So if you look at the uh, veteran suicide rate, the majority of those numbers are actually coming from individuals who never experienced combat, right? And which that to me is a very interesting fact. And when you dig deeper into it. It's the, a lot of people like to refer to it as post-separation disorder. And that's because you get separated from your tribe. You know, these people have been the closest to you that you could have ever imagined. And then one day they're just, they're gone, you know? And sure, of course, you may be able to, you know, have these type of conversations online. You may be able to text and here and there, you might be able to go and visit them. But when your tribe is spread out over the country um, and you just, you don't have that same relationship anymore, that has some type of effect. And I don't think we've been able to identify that effect yet, but I know there's definitely organizations, a lot of organizations out there. Uh, and one of them that I'd love to plug in here real quick would be PB Abate, right? Um, I believe it's Major Schumann, he's doing an absolutely amazing job with that. Uh, where he, really, he recognized that it is the tribe mentality, it's the people around you that's truly having that effect on you where once you're separated from that, you feel alone, you feel depressed. You feel all these things that to you may not be validated. You're searching for a validation as to why you feel this way because for an, individ an individual, and I know everybody here has experienced some type of combat, um, but for an individual who hasn't and they served their four years maybe, let's say, on a base in North Carolina, and then they come home and all of a sudden they feel like they've never felt before. They feel alone. They don't know where these feelings are coming from. They might feel like those are not validated because others around them have gone through so much more traumatic experiences, they don't want to speak up about those because they're ashamed that they feel some type of way. Now, when you do that, you don't realize that the people around you who also might feel the same type of way are just waiting for somebody who they look up to to express those feelings, right? Um, so I, I know I've mentioned this before, but to me, and it's a sad thing to say, but when you go through these things and you don't like to speak up about it, it's almost a selfish thing to do because you're not putting yourself out there for your brothers and sisters to the left and right of you who might look up to you, right? They might look, of you, look at you as, a, as an idol. And in the military, 
you tend to find somebody that you want to end up almost like, right? You, you tend to find some type of idol in the military where it's like, you know, I want my career to somewhat replicate his or hers. Um, so if they see you, you know, speak up about these issues, if they see you ask for help, look for help, they might realize that, you know what, I don't need a validation for my read. I don't need a validation as to why I feel this way. All I know is that I do, and I should take the proper steps to feel better, right? So coming out of this pandemic, um, I hope that, you know, the people coming out that are experiencing some, some, experiencing some type of mental trouble will speak about it. Because if we don't, as a nation, if we go forward and nobody speaks about this, you know, what's that going to end up like? What's that going to look like in five, ten years where everybody's dealing with some type of mental issues? And I know it's 2021 and a lot of people are having some type of, you know, mental issues. How often are we speaking about it? How often are we seeking that help, right? So it is interesting to see how coming out of this pandemic is, is going to replicate almost coming home from a combat deployment. No, absolutely, man. Like, um, one of the things like, you know, with you guys, um, because, you know, like prior, like, you know, a decade before that, like I, I like I saw like my peer group, uh, go uh, through some sort of like mental health thing when we got back from Iraq. Right. And what I wanted to convey to you guys, especially in country before we got back to the United States, was that, hey, like, you know, like with me and my friends, we got stuck in a loop of basically going to the same bars for like three years and telling the same stories for three years. And I think in, in, in what was good is that we, we had people to relate to and we had we, we were able to have that conversation. However, like, um, you know, the the not the negative. Well, I mean, like the, the thing that like kept us in the same place was that like we were just stuck in a loop right so i think the the main thing was to identify like hey like you know who are people like that i could relate to and like that's why this pandemic is it could be detrimental because you, you like you know like like you guys said like zoom university you don't have the physical face-to-face -face contact you don't have your tribe um but like now, now, now that we do, like we, we have to speak up, we have to have conversations, right? Like discourse outside of like the videos that you and I are going through. Like uh, Kyle and Steven, like, uh, like how, how do you feel about, um, you know, all of this that like, you know, we just said? Well, I would say for sure things, again, like everything being a go, I would just suggest that people take their time because when we got back to Camp Lejeune, I didn't leave the base for like two days. I just legit stayed on base. I wanted to slowly break myself back into this world. Um, and I'm happy that we got back to North Carolina to have that demo because going from a interesting place to uh, the south and then going back to the, but being thrown back into the northeast where there's nothing but traffic and people and visitors, I'm happy we had that because I got to slowly break myself back in. The reason I mentioned that I sought counseling during this pandemic time is because vulnerability in the military world, and especially in this being men, is deemed a weakness. And I wanted to break that trend. That's why I'm so open about say, There's nothing wrong with me, but in the same sense, it's some thoughts you can't process yourself, and you need people to assist you with that. You know, and you can't that can you can't assist that with alcohol and drugs. It won't help you. It'll just only make it worse. So I, I openly talk about counseling because I want my brothers and my sisters to go and see that and get that. So, but back to transitioning back to green for going back to regular operations, I just pray and get back in.
because you don't want to get into it and have an overload of fun. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't even address these issues from the, when I was at home with my wife or my kids. I just went back to this, this slowly transition. That's what I suggest. Like, uh, one of the things that's interesting is that um, with, with regards to talking to someone, do you guys find that it's easier talking to with, with, with some of the heavier stuff to talking to someone who's supposed to like, who gets paid to do it. Um, basically no judgments versus confiding in someone who's known you all your life. Like, uh, like what are your, what are your feelings about that? Uh, with uh, just speaking to uh, a, a stranger or um, a paid professional uh, to, you know, just talking about the heavier stuff uh, going through your head. Yeah, so, so I think as as as, uh, as as funny as it may sound or as cliche as it may sound, is is it's a no judgment zone, right? So when you're speaking to somebody who who doesn't know you, they don't have any expectations, right? They don't have any predetermined thoughts of who you're supposed to be or who who they thought you were be who you thought who they thought you were, right? Um, so a lot of times people can feel uncomfortable opening up to their close ones because they don't like like Kyle had mentioned, you know, in the workplace that we come from, it's unfortunate, but when you seek help or when, when you feel like you might need help, that's often looked at as a weakness, okay? And a lot of times it might get joked around as between the guys. Um, a lot of times maybe, whether it be the command, um, it could just have, un unfortunately, some, some negative effects on, on your time in. Um, so people try to steer away from that. Um, so when, when those individuals, they might be opening up to their brothers, right? But we all know how it is inside of a, a military barracks, right? It's, it's all fun and games, you know? You, you do what you can to cheer each other up. So the unfortunate fact of that is that something may come across where somebody may be as serious, you know, as ever, that, that they're really going through something, we might not catch it, right? And, and, and there's been times where we, we haven't caught it, and, and that's very unfortunate. Um, but it's, it's part of our life. It's something that we go through in, in this business. And I know everybody here has seen it before, unfortunately. All right, so. No, absolutely, man. Um... Like let's uh, let's let's move on to the next question uh, with uh, Stephen. With uh, you know everything going on uh, uh, in your life, with uh, working at Boeing, uh, being in isolation with your girlfriend, being a dean's list student at ASU, um, you know, like what, like you know, with all that stuff going on, like obviously you're doing a few things right, but what are things that you wish? you are or you're going to do better moving forward well one of the things that i wish i would do better in general is uh keeping in contact with friends family and loved ones uh i'm known to going off disappearing on everyone and then reappearing i did it while i was in recruit training in afghanistan and now the pandemic uh my intentions aren't to cut people off you know, I'm just like, uh, but yeah, that's one of the things that I do want to get better at. And sometimes I feel like people need to hear from us the most. Yeah. So for me, at least what I, you know, and, and it's funny because I remember when the pandemic first hit and work stopped and school stopped and we had nothing else to do. You know, you really couldn't go anywhere because everything was closed. I remember talking about amongst my friends and my girlfriend here at, at the apartment um, you know, there's never going to be another time in our lives where we, we get a break, you know, like it's like a 15 minute break at work, but it, it's for who knows how long, you know, and, and I was lucky enough to still get, still be getting paid. 
Um, I know a lot of people got furloughed. My girlfriend got furloughed. Um, so that's very unfortunate. I was one of the unfortunate ones that was still making money, um, didn't have anything to do. So at, at first, it, it, was, it was fun. It was new. You know, I, I was waking up, and it was almost like being a kid again. Um, because, you know, you go throughout life, and you're always like, wow, I, I, I wonder what it would be like to be seven again, where I could just wake up and not have anything to do. Um, so that's almost what it was like. So when I look back on all that, um, you know, some of the things that I wish I could do better uh, is, is, is maybe you, more use of my time, right? Um, like I had just mentioned, it, it's going to be probably never again in my life where I have a, a whole break uh, to just do whatever I want, you know? So whether it be starting my own business, uh, my girlfriend did that. She went out and started her own company. She did use of that time. Um, maybe being uh, a better boyfriend, you know, building on my relationship. I was stuck here in my apartment with my girlfriend every single day, you know. Did I use that to the, the best of its extent? Um, get in better shape, you know, I, I had my apartment here to work out all day if I wanted to, you know, did I use that to the best of my extent? Um, so really just being able to capitalize on the moments that are given uh, at each time. And it's very easy to uh, look back and, and say what I wish I could have done better, you know, but there's a whole lot, um, but it's learning experiences. So if going forward, and I hope that the world or in the country never experienced another pandemic like this, but maybe in better circumstances when I'm, I am given uh, an extended break of time, you know, knowing and remembering back to how I may have not utilized my time to its capabilities during this pandemic, you know, how I would use it better going forward. So uh, experiences, you know, learning from the experiences for sure. Kyle, what, what do you think that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to focus on doing better moving forward? I think what I did with the, what the pandemic has helped me understand was I was just so used to just existing, not really living and putting myself in more uncomfortable situations where I could learn. You know, it, sometimes I use the pandemic as an excuse to not do certain things and I was just existing. So now I really tell myself, I gotta constantly find every single way and every single day to put myself in a situation that's uncomfortable so I can learn and grow. Plus it's reading a book that's much more complicated or doing a task I know it's hard for me to do. Like really pushing myself to show myself that I can do things that are usually unimaginable. So no longer just existing. And uh, that's something I've been telling my wife as well. Like that's, that's find something every single day that we're not good at and just do it during this pandemic. That's what I, that's what I feel for. No, that, that, that's amazing. And I think, um, you know, like, um, obviously, all the deaths in the world, unfortunate. Um, and for us that are still existing, this was the reset to, like, you know, this is the opportunity to, you know, take a, take a step back and, like, look at what, like, is very important in our lives. And uh, not taking anything for granted, right? Like, so, like, moving forward, we're very cognizant. We're more aware uh, we, we're not so much caught up in our in our phones and social media, right? Like we like we we, we had we had a break from all that. Um, now, like uh, I want to transition into uh, the the last part of uh, the discussion. Uh, and like, let's go back to Steven. Uh, like you know, you talk about like having all like these books and uh, you know like setting up yourself uh, to accomplish a, a, a ton of goals. Uh, do you have any final words for the viewers and listeners? Do you have any topics that you, you still want to talk about uh, while we're on here? Well, what I would say to the listeners is um, you don't have to go through it alone. You know, there's there's someone out there that is going to listen to you. And yeah, just make sure that you reach out. That's important. 
Yeah, uh, and I'd, I'd love to add on to that as well, um, especially, you know, the reach out part. Uh, I, I think we live in a community, um, especially in our workforce, where reaching out is just something that we, we talk about a lot, but it doesn't get done too much. Um, and me, for example, as well, you know, I, and like Stephen had said it earlier as well, you know, I do have an issue sometimes of not keeping in contact with everybody like, like I should. And like Kyle, Kyle was in my squad, you know, and me and Kyle speak every now and then, but we probably don't stay in contact as much as we probably should, you know, being that I was his squad leader, he was in my squad, you know, that's a bond that you can't break. Uh, you can't really find that anywhere else. So for the people that are watching this, and especially maybe the, the, the military folks who are watching this, you know, make sure you're staying in contact with your brothers. I've been there, you know, and, and everybody in this room or everybody in this podcast uh, knows my experiences in my past, but I did four years active and then I got out. And for those two years before I got back into the, the reserve side of things, um, you know, I, I was pretty by myself. I, I had my family and my family's great. My sisters, my parents, they're all amazing. But there's just a bond that you're missing when those guys aren't around. And if you're not working towards getting better, um, if you're not working towards having those guys around you again, maybe keeping those friendships, you know, it, you can find yourself in a sad place. Uh, and, and I found myself there and I found myself alone. Um, luckily for me, you know, I found 225. Um, I was able to do things that I wanted to do again. You know, I, I really was able to get myself out of that hole. But if you reach out and, and you find your friends, you know, the guys and the women who serve to the left and right of you, I know and you guys know that they'll be willing to grab that shovel and, and dig out of that hole that you're in with you, right? We can all do it together. So reach out to your friends. And if your friends are reaching out to you, you know, answer that call because you don't want to live the rest of your life wishing that you had answered that call. Good stuff. Kyle, uh, any, any PSAs? Last words? Oh, yeah, definitely. The biggest PSA I want to say is if you're planning on staying in the military for another 20 years or you plan on switching branches, take care of your paperwork, please. Make sure you have the right signatures and make sure you stay on top of it. Be your own admin because if you don't, you'll be a very yes. and a female. <laughs> and uh, outside of that PSA, do you, any, any, um, any final thoughts for uh, the viewers and listeners? Uh, I would say is like, so the, the kind of world has a concept of what a man is. Like everyone creates their own definition. So vulnerability is, if you can sit down in front of someone, whether you know him or not, and just lay out everything you're going through, that's strength. You know, sitting down and hot, pushing. No one knows that you have weaknesses. That's a weak thing. Make sure you get out and reach out to people. It's okay to be vulnerable, and it's okay not to be okay sometimes. I just want to especially spread that to the military community for sure, and law enforcement community as well. That, 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 those are really strong messages, guys. And um, I, think, I think that's a good note to uh, end the discussion on. Um, it's been such an honor uh, being part of this series and for participating in the efforts to normalize conversations about mental health. And I feel that it was only within the past decade it was all right for veterans like us to speak up about their mental health. As the entire world has gone through a heightened state of alert and isolation, we need to get ahead of the challenges through conversation and discourse. So I want to thank my fellow Marines today and friends who've appeared on the series for making themselves available and vulnerable to the world. I want to thank you, the viewers and listeners, for checking out this discussion series on mental health. And when in doubt, have a conversation. I state the obvious when I say humanity thrives when we come together. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And as we return from the Memorial Day, we uh, Memorial Day holiday weekend, I want to remember all of the service members and fellow Americans 
who have given their lives in the defense of the United States of America. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you.